Hello. This meeting is being recorded. And welcome to Living Well with Jess. I am your host, Jessica Kizzy, certified life coach, motivational speaker, author, podcaster, and whatever it is that you may need from me in that time frame. I am so, 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 so excited to have Miss Gladys Douglas on today. You guys, I met Gladys probably around 2006, 2007-ish or so, and has been one of the realest people I have met in my entire life and ain't never switched up. She Mm -hmm. is who she says she is, and she's okay with who she is. That has been my experience with her, and can't nobody tell me no difference because... I'm only concerned about how people treat me, not necessarily how they treat you. So with all that being said, G-Dug, because that's what I like to call you. She's been calling me for so long, so long, so long, so many years, so many. many. It's good to see people from years ago because, you know, it's so much going on to... When you see somebody that you know from 20, 25 years ago, you've been just grab them. Cause that's yeah. what it's all about these days. You got that right. How you that's doing? All about. I'm too blessed. I that's that's that. what that's my word for the day. Blessed. So that would be the word to describe who Gladys is, huh? Blessed. blessed. One blessed lady. Blessed. I know One word. That's right. So in the Mobile, Alabama, Mississippi area, Gladys has been feeding people all over. And I want to talk to you a little bit today about how you got to this point where you decided that you didn't care what your circumstances looked like. You was going to take care of somebody else. We're going to go back some years. We're going to go back to about, about, about 10 years ago. Uh, I got in some trouble. I, I always say everybody know me, know that I try to help anybody I can. And then that particular time, I try to help somebody and myself. They always say greed will get you, and, and, it, and it did. But it also woke me up because all that stuff I tried to do and it didn't go through, God sent me to federal prison for a year and a day to get it right. When I came home, I came home to nothing. When you come home to nothing, you have to start all over again. It's a whole different feeling. I can't say I was hungry because I wasn't hungry, but anytime you have to use somebody else's address or ask them, can you know, can your PO probation officer come here, come there? You don't have your own house, that means you're homeless. Yeah. People look at it different, you know, different ways, but I always say if you don't have your own address, you you don't have your home. You're right. You, I agree. I mean, so that's how I really started off in shoot. I stayed on probation three years, waiting on this and waiting on that. I don't got no mail. People don't want you to stay with them when you're on probation because a lot of people just not don't want the police coming to, to their house. Like right now, I don't. Because right. I ain't on that now. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I feel them. If yeah. you got to be dealing with them, you don't want to deal with them. But back then, you know, you ain't thinking about that all that. You thinking about that all that. And he used nobody address. I've been good mm-hmm. to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so God yeah. had to wake me up and just show and, and really just show me what's gonna be there and who's gonna be there. And God was the only one he still was there. So I said, Well, I can't I can't say I was hungry, but the only thing I do know about the homeless is they need someone to take a bath, they need someone to get their mail, 
They don't have transportation. And that, those are all the things I needed when I came home. So after that, it, I just went full blown. I started off with, with 100 sandwiches and went downtown. And mm. it came to be just a seven year right here. Seven years. Seven years. I have my pocket donations. I pick up sponsorships, Walmart, uh, Target. I got like maybe 10 good sponsors that make sure I'm good, but no grants, no PPP. We, I mean, we didn't get none of that. So it's still just God and us, you know? And God is still yet, what's the word? Blessing. What? Every time I plan something, I got something planned for March. I be planning stuff. I don't know where it's coming from. But not long ago, I, I, I thought about that and I said, well, it was the holidays, it was November, and somebody called my son and said, well, you know what? We got 935 pounds of Alaskan salmon. Now, we just wanted to know if y'all had, or y'all 501 seeing it. God said, yes, we got all that. 935 pounds of Alaskan salmon. So why I can't feed the homeless? Why I can't put some side orders with that? Well, I can feed the homeless, though, the North, send y'all some up there, all that. I done gave up <laughs> in the city, you know what I'm saying? And, Everybody, because I, I, I mean, when I went to this other little church yesterday, it, it tells you that we oh, we supposed to always look out for each other. Yeah, that, that we all we got. And you know what? It's it's funny that you say that because we need each other to survive. I I don't care what you got going on. I don't care how much money you got in the bank account. At some point, you gonna need your brother or sister for something. Yeah. Yes. And I, I feel like we have gotten so far away from that because it's hard to trust people because you never know what their motive is. If they're yeah. trying to get in your business, if they really want to help you out or whatever the case may be, you just never know. And yeah. so I can only imagine what it must have been like for you to go to federal prison, come home, don't really have your address, everybody looking at you upside your head like... I don't want to deal with her. You know what G-Dub did? And all of those things. So what was your motivation to keep pushing? Because I'm sure there was a lot of things against you. Mm -hmm. I just know I couldn't go back. I know I couldn't back. See, I don't know about other people because a lot of my people, a lot of my friends around me, they went back. See, one thing about me, I ain't even did as much time as the majority of a lot of people I know, but one thing about me, it don't take but one time for God to show me one time, yeah. Okay. And it ain't took me no time. People inboxing me telling you, oh, you ain't doing the PPP? PPP, God, I'm with the prison for BP. They ain't did never put the same stuff out there for us to jump on for the center. Everybody, just look at everybody right now. They still knocking on doors right now. Mm -hmm. Was not going to get Gladys Douglas again. I know that's I funny. learned my lesson the first time, and I got it the right way. We did everything. We got everything. And, and going to federal prison, it just really teach you that everything that you didn't do the right way. So this time, you know how to do it the right, you know what I'm saying, the right way. Yeah. Some people just don't catch on as fast. I yeah. caught on because I don't like being away from my family. Yeah. So, and I, that's, that's, that's what I do. And I was like, well, we have no, when the, when the 15 places from the close downtown, that's when I really got into it because I didn't understand why the city of Mobile didn't want to contribute to keep them open. When I yeah. went down there and I talked to the, the director down there, he told me Housing First was merging with them because they didn't have any funds to even keep it open. Me, yeah. I'm just a a person, just a, you know, a person. I ain't no company. I, I can't even get a grant back then. I'm still on federal paper. So I can't right. get nothing but just, you know, wish and just try to see what I can do. So 
it's hard because don't nobody want to do nothing for you. They, I guess they think I'm going to take their money or whatever. Every dollar I get, baby, anything I get, I don't have nowhere to keep it. I got to get away. Yeah. And you so you mean to tell me you went from federal papers to a nonprofit organization? Is that sure what you're telling me? Sure did. Come on now. Sure did. Because somebody going to be watching this podcast and they trying to figure out what's life going to be like after whatever mistake they made. And you are a walking witness to what that can be if you decide and, yes. to choose you. Yes, and it was hard, though. I ain't finna sit up here and tell you it was no sugar coat because at yeah. the same time, I mean, you got to think about it. You on the microscope. When I, I, I went to prison for, I mean, I was already on the microscope. I stayed on uh, pre-trial for a year. Then you went to prison for a year and a half. Then you come, I come back on probation for three years. So that's five years of my life. Yeah. There's this, this already taking care of the fed just just got that so when you start off you just got to come on out and do all you can do i'm telling when god say he give you so many talents he let me be catering he let me do whatever i had to do just to just to keep going to get through everything yeah like now i'm still not finished i just was we just was able to be able to afford getting your 501c and all that all of that is expensive it you is. know I can't feed the homeless and then try to do this and get bus cars and get clothes and do this and do that. Just not off donations. So right. I've been doing it a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot on my credit cards and for years and years and years until it just caught up. I didn't almost went bankrupt trying to feed the homeless. But I can't stop. Yeah. I can't stop. I'm waiting on a building now as we speak. And I am standing in agreement with you that that building is going to come to fruition sooner than later. I'm waiting. I just been searching. I've been searching and searching and searching. And it's like right now, it's got to the point where I have so much stuff because I basically moved to Mississippi. So I stay in Pascagoula. So actually, when I come to Mobile to get um, donations, clothes, shoes, and stuff like that, I have to get it from Mobile and bring it to Mississippi. So by the time I get ready to make, to do my events, like every other month, I got to bring everything from over here back to Mobile. So you need and it's a getting, storage unit or something to house. Yeah, so I, that, I just came up with that little thing. I was going to run a building, but I'm like, well, I got, I got to have a building for the store stuff and I got to have a building to make some revenue. So that's why, you know, me and my son's going to be cooking at. But at the same time, I need somewhere in Mobile where I can drop off. What you know was easier for me to drop off, so I said, "Well, I guess I get a storage and put it there." But at the same time, all of that costs money. I, we have to pay for a PO box. We have to pay for this. We have to pay for a lot of stuff that that don't even have nothing to do with feeding the homeless. You know, it's yeah, just like running right. a, it's just a business, you're and right. it still has to be ran. So, um, it's 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 something else. You got to be prepared for the ups and downs. So what have you learned about yourself through all of this process from federal print? Well, let's even go further back from the 12-year-old Gladys to the 21-year-old Gladys to the 30-plus-year-old Gladys. What have you learned about yourself throughout all of this? To humble myself. Mm. Oh, that was the hardest thing for me to do. That and forgiveness. See, because I was stuck for a long time on the forgiveness because there's so many people snitched on me before I got ready to go to prison and so many people turn on you. And when you really, when you're incarcerated, you really feel like people turn against you when stuff's not going the way you feel like it should go while you in there and they out here on the street. Especially yeah. if you didn't 
practically laid down for like 43 people in my indictment. It was like 43 people. So it was a lot of people around me. Wow. Basically every day, all day. And when you go get incarcerated, you find out about them same people. They they, they dropped a dime, they drop a card, you know? So when you come home, you don't, you don't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. You don't want to deal with nobody. Then you ain't forgave a lot of people. So forgiveness was one of my biggest, 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 biggest things. And had to humble myself down. That's so how, how did you come about for how did you come to grips that you had to forgive? Because I just was talking about that today. And this lady was like, I don't want to forgive. And I'm like, but you got to. So what it was, was like your- I was stuck? I mean, yeah. I had a lady that, that was getting my mail and stuff when I was incarcerated. And she would write me and she would send me my mail and she would put little stuff in there. And she that would be one of the biggest things because it was one of people in her family that was was one of the, you know, had talk case niche and all that stuff too. So it was kind of hard for me, but she had already told me, you're not gonna, you ain't gonna feel better. It's you, you're not gonna get rid of a lot of stuff until you do that. And she was right. It took me years. Even when she was telling me that, I'm like, Mm-mm. I came home on my past. It ain't, it ain't time to forgive you. Yeah. That, that's, that was me then. Yeah. That's like in the midst of everything. No, I, I, I ain't ready to forgive you. But I knew that it was like my whole life had just came to a standstill. Because mm. you're not finna go nowhere. It's nothing else finna happen until you do it. You're so right. after I started doing that and just started just leaning on God more and not much as more as people. Yes. It was a whole different, it was a whole different scenario. I don't worry mm-hmm. about people. If they want to donate, they can donate. If they don't, I'm telling you, I sit here and plan stuff. I'm in a paid been the order the food truck house three hundred dollars. Don't know how I'm paying for nothing. But every time I get ready to have that that, that event, it drops out the way. It does. People, I don't even know. People, I don't even know. It don't be the people that you know now. You're right about that. And I and every time I, we have talked in the last couple years, I have just seen how God has been blessing and blessing and showing up. It's unbelievable. And you can't tell what your past looked like because I be I don't think people be understanding. They be so stuck on what they did that they don't be they don't be understanding. God still be ready to bless you. He just wants you to learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's up to then the pastor said they are saying it's up to you if you learned the lesson or not. He got and you can try, you can fool your sister, your brother, you can fool everybody, but you ain't gonna be able to fool him. Now that's the truth. And ain't no need to me playing because I did, and I felt like I said, well, I had did so much stuff back in the day because everybody know me from being in the street. Now, my street name is Big G. So I done hustled, I done scheme, I done stole, I done did everything. I did everything needed to do, but get what? I ain't get in trouble for it. When I went to prison, that was my first time getting in trouble. I ain't never had been to jail before. The people went all the way back to um, a theft of property in the 12th grade, because that's all I had. Yeah. I ain't had no pass. I ain't had nothing on my, not, no record. I'd never been to the Metro maybe one time and got right out. But other than that, I'd never been in trouble before. So I just really feel like God, it was like God trying to tell you something. Time for you to sit down somewhere. Right. And that's what I did. And I took it like that. He ain't said, he ain't give me no, everybody's going, she going to do up to 30 years. Okay. He gave me a year and a day to sit there and think about it. And that's what I did. I've been home 10 years. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going back. 
I know that's right. I ain't finna do nothing to get in no more trouble. I ain't gonna be able to do it. You know, I have watched you transition. Um, you have been on a weight loss journey. Like you have literally just been blossoming to this whole, like you are literally shedding the For old God. you. And transforming into somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy, you know, when you younger, you listen to your grandma and them and they tell you that some of your friends that you had, I don't care how long you've been friends, if God, if that, if them ain't, if that ain't who God wants to go with you, they, they not going. And it's so crazy. It, it's, it be like that. I mean, friend, people that you've been friends with 35, 40 years, God will show you that them, them not the, them not the right ones that, that that's on your same path that you on. Yeah. Because I ain't going to say they're not no good friends. I ain't going to say they not haven't been there for me for the years or we ain't been there for each other. It's just like right now, you they can't go. I can't take you where I'm trying to go to. And that is the hardest thing for a lot of us to really understand and learn. It's not that I'm acting funny or I think I'm better than you, but what God is trying to take me is going to yes. require that I have to move a bit differently than I did. Yes. I may not, I'm not saying that I'm probably not going to talk to you, but our conversation probably going to be a little bit different. A whole lot different. You know, you, you can't be in everything I got going on now because you not where I am. I wish you the best, but and right I now it's about me. Bad. I try to put them on that level several yeah. times. And after, like they say, he, he'll show you, he show you several times. That's it's true. just up for you to pick up on it. That's true. So, so when yeah. I showed you several times what I'm trying to do and you ain't trying to do what, you know, I ain't, I ain't on that level, then I, I can't keep trying to show you. Now, I agree with you on that one. Um, so if someone wanted to donate to Breaking Bread, how would they go about doing? Oh, before you tell me that. So if you are listening to this podcast and if you have an empty building or if you have a place that she could use to cook or store and you want to be a blessing into this ministry, please reach out because it, again, it we need each other to survive. And if you got something that you're not using that could be of benefit to Gladys Douglas and Breaking Bread, then I would, I would be honored to let her know that it was because of this podcast episode that she was able to get the things that she needed. So if somebody needs to reach out to you, how can they reach you? How can they donate? What is your information? My phone, my name is Gladys Douglas. I am the co-owner of Breaking Bread. Even though I started, I, I try to do a lot of stuff and put, get my sons involved. So they're very familiar with feeding the homeless and doing everything in case anything happens to me. My number is on most of my, on the flyers, it's 251-209-9493. Uh, um, we do accept Zelle. We just recently opened up um, our Bank of America account, Come business on. account with employees and all that. We've Not been trying to do that account. for business. Oh, we've been trying to do that for the longest. So Come we on, now we do Yes. Yes, we do accept Zelle. We, we're trying to get away from like the cash app stuff. We do accept cash app, like but trying to see some cat, it's a dollar sign trying to see some or dollar sign breaking bread too. But what we're trying to do is actually trying to come up off of cash out because cash out the, the fees that cash out charge, yeah. they could go to that could be on a whole nother person and some more bus cards or something like that. So we're really trying to get 
from up under that, we take Venmo, uh, Cash App, Zelle, anything anybody want to donate. Because like I tell a lot of people, it's not all about cash all the time. We I come pick up clothes, shoes, when it, anything anybody want to donate, I come and get. Okay. Mads, uh sanitizer. We all know that COVID ain't gone nowhere yet. There's people still popping up with COVID right now. Right. So I can have, have cases or anything I can pick up or sanitizer. Anything you think think that people need, I'm gonna come get it. I know that's right. I'm gonna Glad come get it. Thank you so much for taking the time out to let the people know what you're doing, who you are, your story, because your story is going to be the reason somebody realized that they can keep going. So what thank you for said. sharing this time with me this today. I appreciate you. Again, reach out to Gladys Douglas. The um, company or the name of her nonprofit is Breaking Bread. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. it. Let's support. Let's help the people that cannot help themselves. And we can start by helping Gladys do that. So if it's in your heart to give, please give. And I'll send you all the information and I will send you all everything. Send me the information and then I'll attach it to um, this episode. So they'll okay. be able to reach out. Thank you That'll so much good. again you for your time. And thank you very much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. It has been my pleasure. You have a good evening, okay? You do the same.